Hello, and welcome to Burn by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. We are here to create a superhero from scratch, from a blank sheet of paper, from a random name bestowed upon us from the internet. I am Dean McKnight, as always, and welcome to the show. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my very, very, very good friends, Jade Sarson and Joshua Randall. Come on in. Let's make a spooky hero. It's a spooky one, isn't it? Um, it, is, it is the scary time. It's a scary time, but I am truly more scared about whether or not the generator will reflect as such. Mm. That Well, here's, here's the thing. A uh, little peek behind the curtain. Uh, we don't know when this episode's going out, so... You know, we 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 got to play various levels of of spook to it. Like we don't quite know how scared we want us to feel, how we how scared we want you to feel. Because I know all you suckers out there love that Halloween shit, and you know I, it, it never resonated with me. But I want to spook you. I want to give you some real spooky times if it's appropriate. Josh, Josh, um, how do we sort of? play this no man's land that we've found ourselves in um we uh, we use the fact that we are halfway through autumn and close to winter by looking at s- vacations holidays and places you'd visit in the summer mm-hmm. what um i was on holiday a couple of weeks ago and i noticed uh, how all of the holiday cottages had stupid names Oh, <laughs> like excellent. Do- like dolphin drop. Yeah. And like just just kind of like most of the time I just kind of kind of cozy but then I just thought is there a way that we could generate our own kind of silly name? Oh, I'm just picturing oh. you coming up with this generator from scratch and going around like a campsite, <laughs> you know, the little chalets and s- mm. <laughs> scribbling down all the names. So what this does give us is there's going to be a chance that it might just end up sounding like um, Summer Beach Cottage, in which case mm. it's going to be pretty <laughs> difficult for us. Uh, yeah. But that that's but, our job. Yes. And also our generator has... There are some other things, like there's a couple of animal names in there, which obviously mm-hmm. you can use for that kind of thing. The word ramshackle is in there. There's a couple <laughs> of like little... Oh things that I think could help us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be high risk, high reward, I think, this one. Always. So are we going to add some some risk for those who are either gearing up for a uh, spooky season or settling down and missing it after <laughs> it's over? Are we are we going to, like, give ourselves uh, a horror theme this this week? Or what, what do you both think? I'm literally going to wait until we've generated the name because yes, I think if we ended up with like Sunny Woods Camp, then we're going to have some his... trouble. I don't know. That sounds like a, a camp from a horror film <laughs> to me. Thing. It does, but that's just the camp, you know. And like, no one remembers the the character of the camp from Friday, Friday the Thirteenth. Who? I um, guess. No. Here's the thing with mm. Halloween, though, that I've noticed that isn't present with a lot of other holidays, like. With Halloween, mm-hmm. Halloween stops pretty dead, you know? It, it it happens, and then it just stops immediately, and everyone packs up their shit. Or, like, November 1st, like, we're, we're fine. We've defeated the ghosts. Uh, you know, Christmas, uh, at least in the UK, I'm going to do a lot of Christian shit as well, because that's how I was raised. Um, you know, Christmas, 
you have Boxing Day and New Year's, and that sort of like peters out gently. Easter has like 40 odd mm. days to it, you know? There's plenty of Easter there. Um, Guy Fawkes Night is just like, much like the fireworks that we like to celebrate it. Zip, pop, done. But how. I think you are discounting how dedicated people are to Halloween. I guess they start early, don't they? The second it's over. Yeah, the second it's over, you start gearing up for the next Halloween. I don't know how to tell you that Halloween's never over. And not only that, but really, Halloween may stop practically bang on 1st of November. But you know, as soon as 1st of October hits, I'm peeling off my skin and I'm just going full <laughs> skeleton all the time. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I am pretty much just always a bag of bones just dancing about. Much, mm. much like the monsters and ghouls um, that invaders during halloween we artificially lengthen the lifespan of this holiday for some <laughs> i'm i'm just not a halloween person you know that's but that... dean why did you think i was a gremlin 24 7 all days of the year uh i thought that was just uh your way of that's how you produce comics you have to go into gremlin mode right uh i mean that is also true but no sadly i do like horror the... Why would you purposefully mm. scare... Why would you scare yourself like that? Let's answer that question this week by coming mm. up with potentially a scary hero or <laughs> villain. But we need to generate a name first. Or, or a location. Uh, or um, a location, yes. So yes, this is the Holiday Home Name Generator. Hooray! It, it is a three-parter. We have got an, adje- an adjective that describes the scene, mm-hmm. a noun mm-hmm. that fits your location, and a word that describes the home. Um, so... Basically, there's 32 words in each column. Jesus so Christ. we're going to have to choose between 1 and 32 three times. Oh, blimey. So I guess we each get to pick a number? Uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, I'll let one of you guys go. Or shall I go first? It's your generator. Which one do you want to go first? You go first. Um, okay. Um, 21. Mm-hmm. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, Twenty-one. Oh, twenty-one. This, I, I swear, it's not a. I didn't prepare. Mm-hmm. But it is ramshackle. <laughs> oh come on. So we have got one of the good adjectives going. Like I don't even know what ramshackle means. Well, ramshackle's kind of run down. Right. So kind of think like old cottage that hasn't been looked after. We were really lucky there because we could have ended up with sunny, bright, shady, lazy, relaxed, restful, peaceful, tranquil, cheery. Oh, we could have had like sunny. Might I remind you that Midsummer is a pretty fucking terrifying film. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I suppose. Yeah, sunny could have been interesting. Uh, Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, who wants to go next and pick a number from 1 to 32? 12. Me. Oh. Ah, just snooze your loose, Fine, sucker. Dean, then. <laughs> twelve. What? Twelve. Twelve. One, two, twelve. One, two, three, four. Ramshackle Vale. Uh, mm. Now, is that Vale as in V-A-L-E or V-E-I-L? Well, it is V-A-L-E because mm. it's a location. Yes. However, we do like wordplay here and probably some sort of tattered veil would probably quite work quite well for a spooky hero. I'm, okay, I've already got okay. a thousand ideas. Uh, but, unfortunately, mm. we have a word that describes the home. So this could all come tumbling down. Yes. Jade. 31. 
If you're counting all the way down, I'm gonna kick. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm scroll. I'm scrolling down. Uh, okay, ramshackle veil shelter. Right. Straight away. Oh, Dean's in. Um, ramshackle veil sounds like a, a dimension almost, like a, a place between worlds. Like the veil is almost like something you can slip into. You know, ramshackle broken mm. down. Maybe this is a mm, breakdown yeah. in the fabric of reality that you can slip into. Love Liter- that. Literally fabric, because then you could also go with the veil of like something goes over your face. Yeah, mm. baby. And then you've also got shelter as well. So that implies like a dimension. Mm. I was picturing someone using some sort of magical veil that's a bit beaten up as a shelter. And then... Mm. Being in a horror mood, I thought of, you know, the classic haunted brides with their tattered yeah. veils. And that is is well-trodden ground. Mm. But can we tread on it some more? <laughs> <laughs> well, what... This... this Do we like the, like, slippy dimension thing? I was going to say you can combine them. Oh, mm. yeah, we can always combine. Well, that's what I, I was just, thinking. I did quite like the... You know, we, we always love a double meaning. So, you know, veil, mm. veil. Yeah, oh, of course. It's always fun. You know, we, we have very little to work with. We've got to, like, sort of pry out everything we can. Um, mm. So, I like the idea of maybe in this veil there is a shelter. Um, yeah, it's a it's for your, your uh, D&D uh, uh, audience. You know, it's a pocket dimension. Yes, right. Um but what if someone sort of slips into there and, you know, perhaps something about this dimension, whether it's like something found in that shelter or maybe even, you know, exposure to that dimension itself imbues uh, our protagonist with certain powers. But maybe after a while it starts... Uh, having a negative effect on them what if they become ramshackled themselves hmm. but it's uh, so, we'd have to discuss like what you know what is uh how do they get the power to fight crime because you know that is the podcast um but also like you know how does that downfall happen because you know we gotta we gotta be a little spooky okay so let's establish how the veil works i think um in reality it's a veil e-i-l um so it's a piece of fabric and i think in that very childish sense of like you're invisible or in another world if you cover yourself in a blanket i think it works like that so the veil takes you to the veil a-l-e when you cover yourself with it i think that'd be pretty good what if Oh, bloody hell, this is sparking my imagination s- somehow. Um, mm. You know, what What happens when you pass into the, the other dimension? The ramshackle dimension, as I guess we'll be calling it now. Well, uh, this is where me being quiet throughout these last few minutes, Googling <laughs> things comes in. Oh, Because we've got, a, we've got a couple of things. So ramshackle, especially when it comes to a house or vehicle, means in a state of severe disrepair. And also, I also looked up, you know, just like, I just typed in Veil. And just saw what, like, obviously, there are things that are 
the hang a hanging cloth intended to cover some part of the head or face, mm-hmm. or an object of some significance. Mm-hmm. Could also be quite interesting. Um, according to some random website I found, thanks Google, um, a veil came to symbolize modesty and obedience. Hey, that's good now, symbolism. What, it, it is, but also the fact that our veil is ramshackle implies that it isn't anymore. Oh. And same with the ramshackleness of a house or vehicle. The ramshackle dimension maybe wasn't always so ramshackle. Mm. Okay. So it could be kind of a fallen hero kind of deal. Yeah. What if it's a fallen hero? Because um, I kind of like the idea that this other dimension is ruled by some like horrific, not to, you know, be a well beaten drum, like some sort of eldritch abomination kind of thing. But what if that ruler is like an old, broken down hero that's kind of gone a little bit um wayward shall we say insane you could possibly say so the person are we are we going the ant-man route like our main character is young new ant-man but the one that's trapped in the veil is like old ant-man who used to use i would say the the shrinking items and whatnot but in this case it's a veil the new the new ramshackle veil shelter uh, the new superhero um, is someone who stumbled into this dimension. Perhaps mm. they originally, like, they found an, like, an original tear in reality, stumbled in, found the veil itself, and then hopped back out, and now they can return. But then... Um... That's a interesting um. But we were, but we were talking about... That, that makes it seem like you could get into it any way, like, through tears in reality, whereas... What we were saying earlier is that you use the f- piece of fabric specifically as the only mm. way into the pocket mm. dimension. I, I, like, I like a good stumble into story. Well, I'm saying they could still stumble into it. It's very easy to, like, you know, fall over and have a blanket land no. on you. <laughs> what, what I kind of was thinking of was potentially they are currently... I was going to go down the villain route, um, that they've stumbled both in and out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Explain. And, well, if you want to go true horror, it would be the reason that they're currently hiding their face is because their face is still in the veil dimension. Uh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and their body isn't. Uh. Yes. That's great. Right, okay. Um, but I suppose it would bring up the question of how the veil dimension works for, like, is this person, is this being bringing people in through some form. Maybe they're, like, lifting the veil and we're going to get in a big old, like... I'm trying to think of... What's kind of a horror movie that has things like open their mouths and eyes and just light appears? Um, oh, that sounds... That's familiar symbolism. If I just type in... If I just type in... On While you're doing that, Josh, movie, can I pitch... Light face. Can I pitch a idea, an idea, uh, for the... The veil, the other dimension itself. Mm-hmm, what on. if it's sort of like an alternate, like what it looks like when you're in there? It's almost like an alternate Earth reality looking thing, but everything looks broken. Yeah. You know, so the streets that you would normally walk by, these pristine streaks, but if you walk down them in the, uh, the ramshackle dimension, they're just all broken down pieces of crap. Mm-hmm. So. 
Okay, so would that imply that the... Um, I've given up on looking for Lightface. Cool. Um, <laughs> would it imply that the ramshackle nature is not that it used to be fine and now it's in severe disrepair, is that it's a reflection of our world in severe disrepair? I mean, that's pretty good, don't you think? Yeah, and it implies yes. that people who wander into it are themselves broken in that dimension, mm. or or is it the reverse? So what you've in fact got is a reverse dimension. So on initial entry into it, you come to that conclusion you've just described. Yeah. So you're like, oh, this is a broken dimension, but actually it's a reverse dimension. So people who are broken wander in and find shelter there mm. where they aren't broken. Hmm. I think maybe... Shall we triple layer that, right? Oh, geez. Right. The old triple layer. Maybe Go these on. broken people find comfort because they think they're not broken, but actually they just find comfort in being around in and around other broken things, much like themselves. Hmm. The old tripsies. Tripsies is secure. I think... I think... We could do that, but I also think we're getting too conceptual again oh, and we man. need to pull back. Yeah, especially, I mean, obviously, you know, horror has its, uh, you can have your horror that is very kind of straight laced with what it is. And there's also, you know, there's the metaphor stuff. That's there's the true. allegories. That's true. Do we just want this to be spooky villain bride, no face, pulls you into a <laughs> world you don't want to be in? <laughs> no. And that is it. Um, <laughs> or, or do or do you want to go down the allegory yeah, route? Bro- broken people <laughs> attracted to no face bride. <laughs> For God, thrive in broken place. I don't like you talking or about our want... story with that tone of voice. That <laughs> that doesn't. That's the true horror here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So could it? Yeah. Well, or do, do you want like the fun of like? Oh, hey Shazam, where are you going? <laughs> oh, oh shit, Shazam's in the weird broken bride face place. <laughs> oh look, there's the bride's face. It's just in the sky, just screaming. For, uh, I... Okay, that's a bit literal. We'll do, we'll, we'll do doubles. We won't do triples. Um, <laughs> like I think we got so conceptual then. My my face actually left and went up towards the sky. Um. <laughs> But maybe you say like the this our hero's face is going to be covered by this veil. Hero question mark. I was going to say like, is this a case of the hero seeming to be some sort of horror monster, but they are actually a hero because can I, the power is to offer shelter? Can I be greedy some more and pitch another idea? Go for it. So what if? You know, they need to cover their face to be a superhero and they use a veil. But that means they can only mm-hmm. see things as they appear in the broken, in the ramshackle dimension. So all they see is broken shit. Mm-hmm. So imagine if everything you see is broken, you're going to try and fix a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe that shit doesn't need fixing. Maybe that hole on the wall has always been there. And maybe that leads to the idea of. Is this a thing? Fixing things too much. Um, I get mm. what you're trying to say. Like you're trying to go the route of this hero is trying to fix things that don't need fixing mm. because they appear broken, but they're not actually. Or 
they're trying to fix it in a way that they think is right, but actually it's not appropriate yeah, because of their, for, be, for the breakage. Because of their skewed perception. Mm-hmm. But that's tricky to write. I think you need to come up with situations and try and apply mm, that. I should. Okay, i got to actually stretch my thinking brain here. Um, so let's say... Um, um, uh-oh. Shit. Are you out? Are you out of creative I'm, energy? I'm big picture on this one. You know, I know my yeah. limits here. Um, I need some small picture guys who are just the, as important. The pitch has been, has been tapped. Um, Maybe that could be something that the, like, larger hero slash abomination did. Maybe that, that was their whole thing, trying to overprotect and overcompensate because they're in this, like, weird dimension and that's why... Um, a lot of it is broken, uh, maybe. I've just realized something. What? Uh, we're trying to fit this uh, square peg into a round hole, which probably means it's not a great idea. I think the problem is you're coming up with a lot of um, ideas that are hard to narrow down. Hmm. You and know? potentially turn into a comic as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm the the way you're describing it, I'm having trouble picturing whether this hero is like a ghost that's or a ghost type, you know, that's mm. just appearing before people that it thinks are broken and then trying to fix them. Or is this like an actual human being mm. who's just seeing through the veil a distorted view and then just like fucking approaching people like, I'm gonna fix no. you now. <laughs> like All right. It feels like for that idea, it needs to be more an entity because that feels more plausible. Yeah, I get you. Mm. I mean, okay, let's let's focus in then. Let's let's in, uh, look at the individual because, like you said, Jade, we're mm-hmm. getting away from ourselves a little bit. We need to build a story, and you build a story around characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so this our our protagonist who becomes this weird hero, like you're saying a lot about mm-hmm. them potentially being a ghost. So that. That could be an angle, like, oh, that ramshackle outside the village is haunted, but who's it haunted by? This person and their uh, magical ghost abilities. <laughs> uh, maybe? Well, you could go the classic route and they left their veil behind in, like, you know, either on a mannequin or, I mean, mannequin is very classic horror. Mm-hmm. Or just in the back of a wardrobe, in a loft, you know, and pe- various people move in and out of this ramshackle house. Mm. Um, and you, you know, you put it off and you put it on, and then you look around. Everything's broken. Some more. Mm. Oh, um, what do you think, Josh? You've been. I don't like it when you're quiet. <laughs> I'm. I'm just trying to figure out like what the you know the best way is. Like I'm digging the mannequin stuff. But then I was also tr- I was trying to think about like it's like a hero who used to be like a support hero who would have access to a pocket dimension they could do what they want with it yeah and then but one day whilst using it the veil is ripped somewhat okay and causes, right and causes drama that's it that's it I'm doing it I'm I'm taking over here we go it may be cliche but I'm gonna hit you with what's just come go. to me okay so the hero was called something like shelter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and their power was imbued in their cape okay right okay so their cape could extend out 
uh, and like just cover people or capture them. Just picture like very manipulative fabric yeah. that yeah. then would contain people in this pocket dimension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they would always be kept very safe. And then this hero, you know, after a long time, they go the Incredibles route. They're getting married. Um, and it's, you know, it's a small ceremony. And the the superhero aspect of their life is very important to them. So as part of their wedding outfit, their cape is made more mm. lace-like and flipped over like a veil. Oh. Yep. Right? Yep, yep, yep. So they're, so they're walking down the aisle in this veil um, and so the cape has a far more ornate look. Maybe it's got like, you know, you know, it, it goes full uh, ostentatious wedding. You know, it's, it's even got little fake diamondy things sewn into say, it. That kind of shit. You know, just just a little bit of like, you know, justification because they can control the mm. fabric of the cape. They could just mm-hmm. manipulate it into a veil shape. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So in a way, the symbolism of this is fascinating because who... Who wears a cape that protects them over their face when they're getting married? Uh, a welder. What? <laughs> uh, I don't know, Jay. Tell me. I was implying that they're not sure about the wedding. Oh. Because they're trying to protect themselves from being hurt by covering themselves in their cape. Oh, like they need that like, extra bit of strength just to go through with it. Yes, so... I guess what I'm getting at is either they chicken out and just go fully into the pocket dimension mm-hmm. and just leave behind the veil or the, or rather the cape hmm. um, or something terrible happens at this wedding that forces them into the pocket dimension. And that's where I leave you to. <laughs> I would say let's give it the hard, let's give them the hard choice. They either, something disastrous happens at the wedding Maybe maybe there is mm-hmm. a big wedding, Jade. Maybe there are lots of people there, um, and maybe <laughs> is it one of those superhero weddings where everyone's in a costume? Uh, jo- those are fun. They're pretty fun. <laughs> as long as it's like maybe maybe this is a very public facing hero, so like they don't really have any problems with secret identity or let's, anything. Let's class it up. Let's let's set this like in the spooky times, which are the the Victorian times, the spookiest times of all. Oh boy! So okay, you got Victorian superheroes. There you go. It's classy now. Um, <laughs> but then you know, I've never really pictured a Victorian superhero like <laughs> just some, some steampunk-looking dude. But oh, but no. less colonial. Am I right, guys? <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but okay. On back to the point. But maybe something happens at this wedding. Um, maybe they have to choose between saving everyone or saving their spouse. And, you know, it's a, it's a big choice thing. Oh. Um, and then they choose to save the many to and sacrifice the few, or should I say the one. <laughs> um, mm. And that sort of, you know, leads them to feel a lot of regret, but also um, sort of tears them apart in a way because they know they did the right thing, but it doesn't feel right. Um, and that... And so they just seclude themselves away to grieve i guess to grieve and just to make sure that the people they did save survived um because they want to make sure that their sacrifice was worth it for you know well just that it was worth it like oh i sacrificed myself and my spouse for you people you're gonna fucking appreciate it and then Mm. they unfortunately sort of 
Oh, that's, you know, I was like, no, 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 up until, yes. Um, I was picturing like, oh, they fling out the, the cape to save a bunch without kind of seeing exactly who they've managed to cover mm -hmm. and then release them all and go, wait, you know, where are they? Where's my partner? Um, but your idea is great because this gives us the foil for the story. Like... It gives us the format. After the tragedy, they grieve and then they're like, no, I'm going to make this worth it. And so we have our stalker hero who goes after all of the people that have spent time in the cape to check up on them and be like, no, you you are living a broken life. I didn't save you ah, for you go. to not, you know, live a good life. Maybe, maybe this is where our protagonist comes in. Um... I, I, well, I thought this was our protagonist. I, I think Dean's talking about there being another person who wears the veil. Yeah, I don't think we need uh, that. I don't think we need no. it anymore. Uh, let, okay, let me let me throw this out, and we'll see how it fits. All but right. I'm I'm ready for it to. I've got my foot on the the bin lid, you know. <laughs> um, Go on then. But what if you're dangling it? But what if our like sort of tween teenage um, protagonist, potential protagonist of this story? What if they? Um, are a descendant of one of the people that was saved at the wedding. And so, you know, they maybe the Veil superhero gave them all a little piece of the um, Veil just to, I don't know, perhaps call out to them or to remind themselves of their sacrifice or something. And they find that piece of the Veil and that takes them into the dimension. And then the story kicks off from there. Mm. Feeling a lot... I don't like the veil splitting up. I know we've done that yeah. with other heroes' powers before, but I don't like the veil splitting That's up. That's fine. Uh, it's in the bin, foot's off the lid, clunk. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad idea, but it's it's a bin-done idea. Yeah. And we thought we'd try something a bit different. Exactly. I, I think mm. we're doing pretty well with fucking different and fucking tragic. <laughs> like, I think that's the thing with, mm. like, good horror as well. Like, tragedy. Just mm. what, a, what a bitter, bitter emotion. So... So this this character, they started off, you know, um, perfectly human mm. um, and were a hero. And after the tragedy, I guess they'd like, not to oversimplify such a terrible thing to happen to someone, but they would grieve almost like a tantrum. So they'd like withdraw themselves mm, like really bad. into the dimension. Like just... So no one could find them. No. Because they're they they're the only one that have the access to the dimension. Yeah, and, and I guess that would be part of their main like superheroic power as well, being able to blip in and out, you know, mm. be like a little tricksy um, hero. Like, yeah. Like, I... but like in in spending so much time in the dimension, I think that's how they transition from human to entity. Yeah. And I think that will allow it to be a bit more believable that they would just kind of show up. At other people's homes, abodes, veils, you might say, <laughs> um, and you know, start stalking them into like practically scaring them into improving their act. Um, <laughs> you know, thresholds getting their shit. Thresholds together. is a, a wedding thing, so can they turn up at their thresholds um, at all? Maybe. I don't think that's relevant. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I should. I should stop now. I'm out of fuel. I've. I've had my hits. <laughs> You know, no, no, you're not. I out should of live field, on the royalties, but like the threshold thing is like you know, 
carrying the bride over the threshold. Yeah. It's a thing. So this doesn't really have the same kind of symbolism as the veil does. Let's let's talk about the presentation of this comic then, because we have sort of like almost the storybook esque origins of this one, right? Well, I would say as a note to come back to, we need to maybe describe an example uh, haunting basically well, that's, that's what i was gonna say uh that's that's my next point okay. like this comic okay. is going to be presented as sort of well it's horror because the way this hero works mm. is one of the descendants or one of the people of that congregation that was saved is in trouble and then mm. just like spooky shit happens to save them mm. um it's time for bank heist, baby. A spooky, spooky bank heist. <laughs> a spooky bank heist. A spooky heist. bank heist. Um, All right. <laughs> okay, so what? They're going after someone who was at their wedding. Well, they're protecting someone at the yes. wedding. Yes. So let's say, um, you know, uh, villains attack the bank. Uh, they start, like, rounding up hostages. Maybe the police, uh, instead of... Uh, you know, dampening the situation, they provoke the ho- uh, the the criminals into putting a gun to one of the hostages' head. And guess who that hostage is? It's a wedding goer. So mm-hmm. spooky shit starts happening. Maybe what? How do so? you know what would be maybe a bit more cooler, a bit spookier? Mm-hmm is if the guest worked at the bank and was that... Whenever it comes to like bank heist, there's always that one person who's like, who has to get forced to open the safe. Yeah. Yeah. And so they so they have to get forced to open the safe. The boat, the robbers are like, yeah, okay, let's go get that all that golden money. And because they get to open up the safe door, we can use one of those cool like transition moments where they step through into the safe and it's like... Broken. The broken realm from there. Oh, Josh, I like that. Josh Randall, that was cool. Like, at first I wasn't sure if we wanted it to be like a version of the safe, or I kind of liked the idea of like a banknote going through kind of like the veil and turning into like a really crispy leaf. Oh, it turns into like Tim Burton mm. land or some shit. Could you also play with like, sometimes in hostage situations they'll put a bag over the head, mm. or... There's um like sometimes in a robbery they'll be like put the money in the bag mm. you know so there's there's an opportunity there to have like a bag pull off of the head and reveal mm. the uh, oh, dimension but I I do like you know stepping into the safe as well that they're, they're just some other but options. then I think the idea of like the um, safe door opening and revealing like a wrecked a wrecked vault is pretty damning because then mm. not only is that gonna set off the um the crooks but also maybe they turn back and then no one's there or they turn back and the hostage turns into a fucking skeleton zombie dude or whatever mm. oh okay Yikes. do you know what we can actually kind of do a bit of both what we'll have is them going into the safe but what it actually turns out is like the back wall of the safe is just gone and there is forest between there and nature's kind of coming into the bank from <laughs> outside <laughs> Then they turn around, they're like, what's going on? And they realise that the bank they were in behind is also now is decrepit gone. as shit. Yeah. Oh no, we're in a happening. Then they'll do something with them? 
I it, guess. There you go. I was I was about to I mean, say. Well, well, my. I was about to say these are the scenes we'll just give to you, Josh, because you get to stretch your spooky legs. But now you just kind of tripped over on them, and then other stuff happens. <laughs> well, no, it's 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 not that I am not sure what's going to happen. It's more of a what could happen. Oh. Like, do we want a like? We don't want to just scare them, do we? Because that's just kind of... Yeah, that that's kind of And lame. also, where are they going to go? They're already in the dimension, so they're kind of buggered anyway. Well, here's my question. Are we leaning into what we said before, which is the hero is a questionable character now? Like, they're no longer a hero to other people because... You know, we said earlier, like, oh, they're haunting people from the wedding in order to basically mm. scare them into yeah. improving themselves and, and, you know, fixing their shit. So, like, could it be a situation where, like, the hero swarms to save them? So, you know, they, they fuck up the robbers and then the person, like, the, the bank teller who was Ooh. being, quote unquote, protected is like, Oh, maybe maybe something is here to save me, like because you know after the robbers are taken out, there's like a pause, mm. and it's like, uh, is that it? Can I go now? Jay, and then you could hit that point of realization, like, no, the hero or villain is here for you, not for the robbers. The robbers were gotten rid of because they're irrelevant. Mm. <laughs> um, could it be that maybe the bank teller was actually in on it? I've I've got it. Oh no, no. See, what? I'm seeing are you like into that, or are you just going straight into your idea? Um, I don't. I have an idea for sort of dual symbolisms, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, I again, it's going to be pretty conceptual, but this is mm. like this is, this is the ramshackle dimension. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is about the hero trying to fix what's broken, right? So right. clearly there's something broken about these villains because they're turning to crime. You know, there's something mm-hmm. broken in their psyche, uh, you know, to the eyes of this hero. Um, okay, but hold, can I stop you there very quickly just because you're getting away from the conceit of the series, which is that the hero, question mark, is going after only people from the wedding. N- Why would they give a shit about these random robbers? No, unless... they're, they're protecting people from the wedding. Yes, but you just then said, well, they want to fix the robbers. Like, the robbers weren't at the wedding. No, no, but the robbers are threatening the life of the person who was at the wedding. Yes, so we said they'd take care of them. You're implying that the hero wants to fix them. Fix like, the robbers, not no, they the, don't. the person at the wedding. Yeah, they don't. No, 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 no. We're getting confused here. <laughs> they don't want to fix other people because they don't give a shit about other people. They've become so fixated in their grief on the people that they saved just those specific people hmm. do you see what i'm getting at like i don't see why this hero who's somewhat lost their mind and humanity mm. would give a shit about these random robbers however you could go like tie your thinking into what josh just said which is the bank teller was in on it and in and therefore is also technically a robber, so you have your robber there to fix. But that person was at the wedding. That would be a good twist. Yeah, it, it, so I'm, it I'm, would be, yeah. I think... I'm not saying you're wrong, Dean, but I'm saying focus the target. 
Don't don't just have this hero show up and be like, I'm going to fix everyone. Well, like, like, no, they are somewhat psychotic. Yeah, it'd be in like a very sinister way. But then I was going to say like that has, I think because these these individuals, basically anytime anything bad happens to them, they're being haunted by a scary ghost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, these people are having just like a miserable time themselves as well, right? Mm. Which is something we should probably in this story like delve into like mm. imagine if you i don't know got into like a minor altercation at like a bar or something you know someone sh- knocks you in the shoulder or spills your drink and they start mm-hmm. getting aggressive you know and then suddenly suddenly the fucking roof of the bar flies off and you're in like a spooky town again you're like fuck's sake mm-hmm. i want it to stop you know you, right. you get fired at work and then, you know, suddenly the boss is on fire and it's like, I just want it to stop. <laughs> you gotta stop. So you're almost being exhausted into... <laughs> you're not scared anymore, you're just exhausted. What if it's like that episode of The Twilight Zone and therefore The Simpsons where the kid sort of rules the um, the universe because they have like that magical yeah. ability? You know the one. Yeah, I know the one. I don't see how that's relevant, but explain. It's like the people at the wedding are the other characters in that story where they have to act in a certain way or else the spooky ghost hero, uh, Mm. ramshackle veil shelter, comes and puts them, quote-unquote, back on track. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I I like I like the idea of um maybe the first occurrence being truly terrifying and then mm. you know one one spooky occurrence one big scare doesn't actually fix mm. everything like put, putting the fear of god into someone doesn't always get them to change their ways and of course you, you um, could use that as a way to sort of explore I don't want to say like stick versus carrot styles of thinking but that mm. almost like you know, shame and shit like that. Not, well, yeah, you know. yeah. I, I agree. And I think you wouldn't necessarily, um, if this was in an episodic or chapter-based format, you wouldn't want to, like, follow one person who was at the wedding over many, many hauntings. No. Like, I think if you wanted to establish that someone had been through loads of hauntings and still hadn't you know, um, change their ways. You do it after a few chapters mm. of certain uh, certain attendees having one encounter. So each one is horrific. And then this would be the unexpected, like, oh, not this again. So like it would be it, it, quickly established, like this person's already seen this shit many, many times. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd want many characters... Oh any character even to be to be extremely used to it i wouldn't want to be all like ugh, this again i think one one would be interesting but then i mm. think that has to have like a really negative effect on them like to the po- sure i i agree to the point where like maybe um they just don't see like reality you know society in the same way others do because they're just like it doesn't matter because mm. there's a big scary ghost that will just fuck with you no matter what you do so hey why don't you like no matter what i do it's not like, good enough maybe their immunity or their psychological um 
you know, callous, you might say, mm. to that haunting means that they can do these despicable things and not really worry about the consequences. Oh, I guess they'd be a villain. Mm. There you go. <laughs> uh, I, I guess. We found um, can we maybe come back? I feel like we've just run yeah, away that, with this. Yeah, that's a tangent. Not... We tangented just then. Yeah. Can we please come back to the bank? And we've had the scene in, in the vault and the robbers have just been, let's put it simply, vaporized in the pocket dimension. They've been ghosted out of there. <laughs> Various horrific ways. And yeah, we, we can the bank do like tele- some kind of like turning into statue type, type deal. Now you're sort of the gold. Yeah. I don't know. Some sort of gargoyle type <laughs> ghoulery. Yeah, they just vaporize into like wadges of money that flutter yeah. away. Listeners, you already have a scene of how this plays out in your head. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. We could use Dean's idea about the bag on head. That was your idea. Mm-hmm. Whose Yours. idea? Oh, it was Jade. It was mine. Jade. So it, it was, was a BBRP idea, idea actually. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and somehow, um, maybe if we had the bank job as being maybe the second haunting. Hmm. Or something. Yeah, I don't think I'm this would be the first like... one because you got that nice twist. You want to establish that, don't you? Yeah, but I also yeah. kind of want a. I kind of want the real kind of victim in air quotes in this to think that the ghost has helped them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's what I was going. And for then as they well. take yeah. the bag off their head, and they're still in the forest. Oh, that's good. That's great. Yeah. But I into the microphone, please. I can't I quite. <laughs> um, I can't quite think of like um... what to do next mm, maybe it could be if this is the, or maybe this is like the second time they've been haunted by it mm. Mm. and they kind of wanted to get the other robbers out of I could be I, oh. in a way I know that I'm overcomplicating this but I kind of no so it's them, like they've betrayed them yeah. yeah they've betrayed the other robbers because they know they're going to get haunted so they want the other robbers to lose their share but get into the vault. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's such a great triple fucking <laughs> yeah. twist on this. Because the so the sequence of events, if you told this in the right order, yeah. you know, like chronologically it would be this person attended the wedding, mm-hmm. years later they rob a bank with a team mm-hmm. no, no. undercover yeah. and they get haunted and something bad happens to like i don't know a member of their team um or maybe all of the members yeah. and they're like i i will repent i'll change my ways you know fucking christmas mm. carol style yeah. um and then they just go and fucking do it exactly that way again <laughs> because they're like this is a great way of getting rid of i, I get all know, the shares yeah exactly that's that's Fucking gold. That's great. So we've discussed the chronology, but mm-hmm. now we need to discuss the order of telling. How do you present this to the audience in order for it to have maximum impact? Would you frame it as the second haunting is actually the first time it's happened? Yeah. For the audience. So it looks like this is the first time it's happened to this bank teller. Yeah. So you have the first introduction of the quote unquote hero. Yes. Who, who's, you know, brought them into the dimension, takes care of the robbers, victim is revealed as naughty bank teller, mm-hmm. um, and then victim is revealed to not be a victim 
at mm. all and is fully aware of what's going on because maybe this entity doesn't quite seem to be like super aware like they don't speak you know very colloquially they're more of an entity now so they're they're very like demanding so they're like you must change your ways so it <laughs> all of their dialogue doesn't really imply mm. that this is the second time they've visited mm. them because it's a haunting so it's not going to be like hello welcome to therapy i'm going to explain the process <laughs> to you it's it's yeah. just change your ways we, you know which stage are we in now ah <laughs> oh, denial okay we'll do this just bit. like yeah. fix yourself <laughs> don't become a ramshackle all that you know we got to got to tie it back into mm. right so so you get you get that demand from from the hero again but we d- the audience doesn't realize it's a second mm. demand yeah. until the victim. Could you do some like reveals all? We could do like a nice little like throwback to just maybe like the bank teller's kind of thought process across the week. Just like mm. this spirit has been following me for weeks, and we will just have like because obviously like so many times, especially in like ghost stories, there's mm. that kind of slow build up of like mm. spookiness where like they're in the background a lot. And it's like, I felt this kind of weird presence around me recently, that kind of stuff. And then eventually, maybe it's acted on it at some point. Mm. Maybe, mm. I think, I, got um, I think you, you could squeeze some like flashbacks in there. I think this would be kind of a, quite a complex scene in terms of production, um, if you'll forgive the phrase. Mm. I think, yes, I think at at the end, it would be required to show what chronologically happened mm. essentially audience how this would go yeah. is exactly like this episode <laughs> like the sequence of events would go exactly as we laid them out in order so at the end it, it you get oh an explanation God. so that it all makes sense also it's totally unrelated but i just really like the idea now of like a heist movie but it has a ghost in it josh for god's oh my sake God. edit that Great. out of the episode yeah. because that's a fucking money maker okay uh <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, obviously, this will also get probably get cut, but like, similar to like Crimson, how Crimson Peak is a romance that has ghosts in it. Just imagine, ah, yes. imagine Ocean's Eleven, fucking, but there's also a ghost. <laughs> Josh, ghosts. you're talking to a two writer and an artist oh team. God. You got fucking shut up. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to our uh, podcast. That was only about that one comic, um, and the the ideas relating to that, and nothing else. Wink. Um. Look out, 2025, for any suspicious films uh, with any familiar names on it. Yeah, fucking... The Zaro Sea, do not steal. You know, we said it first, so it's copyrighted (laughs) to us, and if you... Yeah, it's fine. We've we've literally got a timestamp on it. Yeah, don't don't turn this into a comic that's crappy, and then use it to pitch a TV series, and then use that TV series to get a movie. Listen, listen, that none of I that. Think, yeah. Don't want any of that. I think that would be the worst thing if you, if you made a bad thing from it. Don't copy as badly, at least. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, um, um, okay, before we get into the usual spiel, um, I suppose this is technically usual spiel, but uh, costumey kind of ideas. Oh, I've already had an idea for the illustration, and I don't want to ruin it with suggestions for the that, costume. That did go. Okay. That did go. Then, then in which case, uh, you can get hold of us on Twitter, BBR underscore <laughs> podcast, where you can talk to us and things. If you don't want to talk directly will. to us, yeah, you can haunt us. I guess. Uh, if anything, I the only do you know what, Dean, I find something much more haunting than talking to us on Twitter. What's I that? I find giving. What I said. What's that, Josh? Oh. Well, you threw me off my groove, <laughs> but it's re- 
But it's reviews under four stars. Mm. Um, I find that very haunting. Um, so I only stay cosy with a five star review. Um, and obviously, we will put your name into a generator if you do give us good feedback. Like last week, like what an absolute banger that mm. one was. Yeah. Those two detectorist, time traveling, Viking lads. Absolute mm. cracker. That could be you. Could have been, you could um, have been a spooky ghost. Um, Abomination hero. I don't know how that would have happened this week. What with the three different names around holiday. Josh, names, but... you gotta you gotta pitch the 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 idea of greatness to the audience. Yeah, um, this could have been you. We'll figure out technicalities yeah. later. Yeah, so that's that. As you've just heard, uh, Jay's going to be doing an illustration that uh, they won't tell us about, which is cool. Mm, that's fine. <laughs> um, and what usual... I will say is, it has the classic horror vibes to it. Oh, good. <laughs> Um, and we always say it. We might post out of context screenshots or other stuff. We'll maybe do that. Jesus Christ, that's going to be very contextless. This, how would you just you just Photoshop a crimson peak ghoul yeah. into the Ocean's <laughs> Eight poster? And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is in dire need of context. Um, Jesus, <laughs> um, man, like. This has been an interesting one. I think, well, we did get spooky. We got big. We got weird. A lot of boxes ticked on this one. Holy smokes. We got kind of hero-y. We kind of didn't. We kind of got villainy. We got conceptual. We didn't get conceptual. There was a lot going on. And all in just under one hour. Finger licking good, if I do say so myself. You've been bitten, spooked, and downright frightened by Radioactive Podcast. I am Dean, down for fireworks night now, I guess, McKnight. I'm Jade, podcast banter is the real horror, Sarson. And I am Joshua. Bye, Josh. Ra- Randall. Um, <laughs> see ya. I think that works. We'll, we'll see how that actually listens to on the uh, edit. Yeah. Listeners, I hope that sounded well, good. Well, it's in your hands, literally, <laughs> Josh. Goodbye, everybody.